Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, Who do men say that I am? And they told him, John the Baptist, and others say Elijah, and others one of the prophets. And he asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Christ. And he charged them to tell no one about him. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed and after three days rise again. And he said this plainly. And Peter took him and began to rebuke him. But turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are not on the side of God, but of men. And he called to him the multitude with his disciples and said to them, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? For what can a man give in return for his life? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Christ. Heavenly Father, I pray especially at this time that, not my words ultimately, but that your living word, Jesus, would go forth. Amen. invite you along with me to look at um, the gospel tonight and a couple of things I just want to note sort of just before we uh, before we say this is not what I'm going to focus on tonight but I feel like I'd be remiss not to mention a couple of things Um, one um, is is this Uh, one of the things that people often ask about is that 30th verse um, when when Jesus says and he charged them to tell no one about him Um, and of course um, everybody asks, well, well, that's not what my Sunday school teacher said. You know, it's always, you know, you're supposed to tell people about Jesus. And that actually pops up a couple of times in Mark's gospel. Um, so um, tonight's um, first caveat, um, these are free, by the way, um, no charge for these. But anyway, um, the, the first thing, one of the reasons, there are two reasons primarily that Jesus at that point um, told them to tell no one. The first was the recognition um, that Jesus's time had not yet come, that he had not yet finished or fulfilled the ministry which he had come to fulfill, and, and the recognition that with the proclamation of who he was, the opposition, of course, uh, increased, um, and, and we know that, and of course led to um, his, his cross in Jerusalem. But there's another point also, and the reason that he told him at, at that point um, to tell no one was this, uh, and we see it in Peter's misunderstanding uh, of Jesus's ministry, um, that they weren't prepared to tell others about Jesus until they understood him through the lens of the cross and the resurrection, that they couldn't um, begin to proclaim him, that they couldn't begin to accurately um, share who he was and what he came to accomplish and how he accomplished it till they understood him through the lens of the cross and the resurrection. Because Peter and the closest followers are just people like you and me. They wanted Jesus um, to go about it in an earthly, mighty, you know, gather the troops, um, you know, grab the rifles, fire up the tanks, um, let's drive out the Romans and, and return things. But, of course, the reality was Jesus came to break the stronghold of Satan. Uh, and it wasn't going to be done through military might. It wasn't going to be done by marshalling armies. It was 
to be accomplished through Jesus' suffering uh, and through his death and through his resurrection. He had a bigger, uh, obviously, picture in mind than just driving out the Romans because the reality was you drive out the Romans, well, that's fine, but you know, next will be the Egyptians or the Syrians or the whoever, um, one group after another. He came to accomplish a greater purpose. So your first free caveat, um, why I told them to tell no one um, at, that, at that particular time. Secondly, I'll say this. Um, one of the things, of course, which often we think about when we see this particular passage, you know, Jesus asked them, you know, who do people say that I am? And then, of course, the question comes specifically to them as well. You know, they say John the Baptist. Some say Elijah. Basically, um, you know, you're, you're a stellar Israelite um, is, is, in essence, what, what they're saying, which, you know, that's a nice thing. Um, but, but Jesus, thankfully, was so much more than that. And the question, of course, came to them, but, but what about you? Who do you um, say that I am? And the second thing I would say is this. Uh, it, one of the things that's essential for each and every one of us, actually one of the things that uh, every person is, is faced with and confronted with um, is um, who do we say that Jesus is? Uh, that, that, and, I, and I'm really not exaggerating here to say the most important decision we'll ever make, um, any of us um, can ever make, is, is who do we say Jesus is? Is he in fact who he claims to be, the Messiah, a God's promised one God himself in the midst of us, um, or, or not? Um, However, all that by way of introducing what I'd like to reflect on tonight. Uh, I just forgive me. I felt like those things needed to be not neglected. Um, but what I, I just prayerfully and, and, and hopefully um, this is of God. Um, but uh, but where I feel led and what I invite you to reflect with me on tonight uh, is this. Uh, perhaps a slightly different take than I'm normally taken in, in approaching this. But that is this, that um, we can trust uh, and even welcome God's rebuke. Um, that, that we can trust uh, and even welcome um, God's rebuke. And, and hopefully I'll, I'll flesh that out a little bit more um, and, and clarify that. And as I, as I say, let me say, I'm not one who, you know, prays every night, Lord, please rebuke me. Um, you know, I really, you know, I pray that you'll, you know, uh, I just, I really hope that happens um, tonight. No, but let me say this, because one of the things that we see here in, in after Jesus says, who do people say that I am? And of course, Peter says, you know, you are the Christ, the son, uh, you are the Christ, you're the son um, of the living God. And Jesus, uh, at that point, begins to tell them what that looks like, um, how God has come to accomplish his victory. And of course, as he begins to describe it, it, it flies in the face um, of everything um, that they expected. It flies in the face of what we expect and what we look for um, in our lives. And we see that Jesus um, rebukes Peter sternly. Um, even to the point of saying, get behind me, um, get behind me, Satan. So as we reflect on that a little bit this night, uh, I'd like to say that we can trust God's rebuke and even welcome God's rebuke. Why? Um, first and foremost, because um, we need it. Um, we're, we're, we're described as sheep um, throughout the scriptures. I was talking with a buddy of mine recently. He was talking about his time in Ireland and you know, traveling those um, little narrow roads, and he was talking, he says, now, have you ever spent any time with sheep? And I was like, well, you know, Alan, no. Um, I haven't really spent a lot of time. He's like, they're stupid. Um, he said, they're really, um, and, you know, I, I've done a little research, but um, he said, you know, they, and, and they and they are, you know, they don't know to get out of the way. Um, they, they, he said, he'd see them, and they, one of them would somehow get on the other side of the fence and would just stand there, like, how did this happen? You know, I'm on the other side of the fence and just, you know, wouldn't, but we're just standing there like, waiting for an intervention, um, you know, someone come and, and lift me over and put me back um, in with the others. And so scripture repeatedly 
um, describes us in our relationship with God um, as sheep. And of course, it sounds lovely, but but really it's it's accurate um, as as people um, who need a protector. Um, and, and the reality is, I don't mean to be um, uh, somber or critical um, or negative, um, but the reality is one of the worst things that could happen to us would be for God to completely give us over um, to what we want uh, and not intervene um, in any way and, and allow you or allow me to pursue every want, um, desire, um, passion, whatever it is that I, that I think I, uh, I need and must have. One of the most awful things that could happen to us would be for God to completely um, give us over. The reality is, uh, is that for us, whether, whether we're little, whether we're grown, whether we're somewhere in between, we, we need the guidance of God. We need um, the intervention of God. We need um, the direction of God. We need to be people who are saved from ourselves. And secondly, why we can trust the rebuke of God is this, because we know what the character of God is like. Uh, and, and I think part of the challenge when we think about this, we think about our character, uh, or we think about character of different people. And often um, rebuke and or, or correction or people intervening, we, we often don't do it um, very well um, in our relationships with other people. Or, or other people have tried to do it in our lives and it hasn't, it hasn't gone over real well. Um, but the reality is God's character is entirely different. One of the things that's fascinating about Mark's gospel is, is this. Um, Peter, in many ways, was a significant uh, contributor to Mark's gospel. Um, Peter shared many um, eyewitness accounts, many, uh, many things which he experienced firsthand with Jesus. And, and this happens to be one of those particular encounters that, that Peter himself shares. Uh, and so um, we see um, in, in Peter sharing this, he's, he's comfortable sharing it. He's not trying um, to hide this. He's not trying to hide um, what happened. Why? Because he knows um, what the character of God is like, and he knows that God's purposes um, are trustworthy. It doesn't just rebuke to be a harsh judge, um, but to lead us away from that which destroys, ultimately to lead us um, to life. For, for Peter um, and the disciples to get in the way of Jesus um, would have been to get in the way of God, would have been to get in the way of God's purposes, would have been to get in the way of Jesus going to the cross, which ultimately delivers hope uh, and security and certainty and the love and the grace of God are poured out to you and to me as a result of the cross of Jesus, as a result of his resurrection. I want to look kind of a little bit um, as you go through uh, Mark's gospel again, why Peter uh, is able to share this, why Peter was able to trust and even welcome the rebuke of God because he knew God's character. Because again, when God does it, his design is to lead us um, to life. Uh, His design is to lead us uh, away from that which destroys to safety. If you remember the conclusion uh, of Mark's gospel, uh, when the women... Um, go to the tomb, and as they're going, they're, they're despondent, um, and they're anxious about what they're going to do as far as how the stone is going to be rolled away. They're going to prepare the body of Jesus, and of course, as they arrive on the scene, you remember that the stone is already rolled away, that Jesus uh, is not there, that he's risen, and an angel um, is, is there. And, and you remember, uh, it's interesting, there, uh, just a little detail there. Uh, of course, they're initially, they're understandably, rightfully, they're, they're, they're frightened. They don't know what to make of it. And, uh, and the angel tells them, you know what? Um, he's not here. Uh, he's risen, um, just as he told you. Um, but go, uh, go and tell the others, uh, and Peter also. And he says, go and tell the others, and specifically, go and tell the others, uh, and, and Peter also. So we see that uh, when, when Jesus rebuked Peter, he didn't say, you know what? You're no longer of any worth to me. 
He didn't say, you know what, we're, we're done. Um, you and me, and of course, you remember, not only was there this event, but you remember three times uh, Peter denied Jesus as well. And Jesus said, you know, let me tell you what's coming. Um, you're going to deny me um, three times. Uh, all this by way of hopefully what I'm uh, wanting to share with you is this, is that the, the, the challenges, the trials, the hardships that we face and that we encounter in life, the, uh, encounter in our lives, um, the, the, even the uh, periodic uh, sort of rebuke of God as God um, intervenes in our lives is ultimately done because of his love and his grace um, for you and for me because he desires to save us uh, from ourselves. And ultimately, um, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't hold it against us. He doesn't hold a grudge. He doesn't discard us and say, um, that's it. We see again and again he does it because of his love and mercy for us. And again and again he extends to you and me um, his grace um, and his mercy. And so you and I, uh, in our lives, when, when, when things go our way, wonderful. But when God um, intervenes in our lives, as challenging as that can be, um, we can trust him uh, because of his loving and his gracious character uh, and because he's trustworthy. Uh, and as we hear that this evening, let us pray. And Father, I... Uh, I pray that by the work of your Holy Spirit that you would draw us to yourself, that we might know and acknowledge uh, your Son, Jesus, uh, as our Lord and as our Savior. Pray as well, most gracious God, that you would grant to us peace in our lives by the ability to trust in you and your purposes and the fact that you're alive and at work in our lives when we see it clearly and when we don't. And in all these things, Lord, I pray that you would draw us to turn to you, for you alone are our hope and you alone are our salvation. And these things we ask in your name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.